Hello and welcome to the Recipe for the Day podcast with Diana and Paul Peacock. So, what's the only part of a pig you can't eat? The squeak. The squeak! That is such an old joke. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> well, you actually, say it. They used to say that they could, they could eat all of the pig, except for the squeak. Yes, and, and the, the tail. But, no, no, you can eat the tail, yeah. But, it's, but, some, <laughs> but the squeaks, they sold to Morris for the cars, for Morris Minor cars, <laughs> to, for the brakes. Gosh, that's uh, going back a bit. Now, this, this, this particular show is basically a kind of an evolution mm-hmm. because we started doing this because I needed to have less salt. That's right. Basically. Yeah. And the other thing, the other reason was that... We like bacon. We like bacon. <laughs> and when you go to the supermarket and you um, buy... Cheap bacon, because let's face it, like everybody else, money's at a premium. You end up with... Tiny uh, slivers of (laughs) slices that you can't part. Yeah, and also you end up with a a pan of white stuff. Yeah, and loads of water. And loads of water, and then also you end up... Or being so thirsty afterwards. Bacon that is so (laughs) salty. I mean, I have to confess, when I was a child, I used to like having bacon that you fried in the pan. And it left behind little crusty bits. Mm. And I used to eat the crusty oh, bits. Yeah. No wonder, Mill. No, you don't. Not anymore. Not when I cook it. <laughs> so anyway, believe it or not, and this is the absolute truth because we do it all the time. And there's nothing special about us. It's very, very simple. We uh, make our own bacon. And it's yeah. such an easy thing to do that anybody can do it. Even if... Even if uh, you think you can't, you can. I think you think it's going to take up a lot of time and space, and it doesn't, does it? No, we see, that's the problem. We sold bacon with an old-fashioned idea. Mm. How do we eat bacon today? You go to the shop, you buy a a plastic bag with bacon in it, Mm. essentially. Mm. And then you take that home, and you have your your egg and bacon and sausage and tomatoes and mushrooms. Sounds good, that, doesn't it? (laughs) And then... then, um, if you've got any bacon left, you might have a bacon sandwich in the morning for mm. your breakfast, and then it's gone. Mm. But the idea that used to be was that you slaughtered your pigs, you had loads and loads of pork that wasn't going to last very long, so you turned that into bacon. Mm. And you kept it on a hook in a cold room, and it had to last for three months or whatever it took. Mm. So it's 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 kind of not done like that anymore it's not Mm. like that anymore so a for a start it's possible to have lower salt bacon because we are freezing it Mm. and we're also making it um to eat straight away it's possible to get an ordinary cheap pork joint from the supermarket and turn that into bacon Mm. Uh, if you want really really posh looking bacon you can go to a butcher's and get yourself a nice piece of back mm. to to make bacon with loin a piece of loin yeah line, but well i use loin from the supermarket because you know when you you always get 
well, you don't always get, but you go to the supermarket and you see a kilo of pork uh, roasting joint, three quid, £3.50, something like that. A bit more than that. But well, sometimes, <laughs> but it's not always it, more than no, that. No, it depends. It depends the... And then when you cooked it in the oven and you've t- taken the strings off it to, that's holding it together, you find that inside, in the rolled bit, it's all a right mm. mess, really. Yeah. It's all... It's not even, it's not... Mm. You know, do you know what I mean? It's all... Yeah. It's like a picture of the moon, That's really. usually shoulder that they do. Yeah, so... Uh, that's kind of... You can make bacon from it, yeah, but mm. when you slice it, it's going to be a bit of a... Bit mm. of a Especially if you haven't pain. got a good slicer. Yeah, well, we've got it. We happen to have been given a bacon slicer, mm. but you can use a slicing knife, which is basically a long knife that is um, an inch thick, an inch, you know, in broad breadth, yeah. and you can hold that and you can get a really good slice so of it's nice bacon. And it's got to be sharp. But um, so how do you do it? Well, this you, I mean, we've simple. done it in a couple of ways, haven't we? There are two ways yeah. of doing this, and they're all of them based upon uh, using salt and sugar and then every other flavour in the world that you want to add. Mm-hmm. So the one that is the easiest to make is a rub in salt method mm-hmm. now you can buy on the internet special curing salt it doesn't cost much more than ordinary salt so that's fine and it has nitrates and nitrites as well as salt mm-hmm. in it which some people don't in the tiniest amount mm-hmm. and that does two things basically one it keeps your bacon nice and pink but the other thing is it deals with botulism which is an important thing so if you want to make this on a regular basis then use that kind of salt Mm. Uh, but if you want to just have a one-off then you can use ordinary now i prefer to use sea salt for this Mm -hmm. simply because it doesn't have any fine ground yeah yeah but it doesn't have any caking agents in it Mm. or anti-caking agents or doesn't have any iod um you know things added to it yeah so Basically a bit of sea salt. And the easiest way is 5%. So you let's say you've got a, um, a piece of pork and it weighs a kilo. What you need is 5% of that weight as mm. salt. So that is 50 grams of salt. So that's 10 level teaspoons of salt. Sounds like a lot of salt, but most of it is going to end up going down the sink. Mm-hmm. You can then add as much sugar to that as you like. Mm. I usually add about half. Of brown sugar of usually. Brown I? sugar, but you can use white, white sugar, sugar, but you can use any kind of sugar you like, really. You can even um, add other stuff to it, like molasses and mm-hmm. honey and all sorts mm. of things. And what you do is you open up your joint, and then every surface of the meat you... Um, rub your mixture in your mixture's got to be shaken up together you know so you got your mm-hmm. cure salt and sugar you could add mustard powder to it you could add black pepper to it you could add white pepper to it you could add cloves to it any number of different flavors you can add to it if you want to but try it with salt and sugar salt first and sugar first to begin with. having rubbed it into every single nook and cranny if you've got any left, to sprinkle it all over it. On your fat as well? Not on the fat. No. Not on the skin, not on the fat. Because it simply doesn't do anything there. And you leave that in the fridge in a bowl for five Covered. days. 
recover on it. Or either we wrap it in cling film, a cling or, film or I tend to have a little Tupperware linen box that I use. I've cleaned that box before I use it as well. Mm. So then um, six days later, perhaps seven days later, you can slice a little bit off and see what it tastes like. Do you rinse it first? Rinse it under the tap. The whole thing? The whole just thing, bit, just, yeah. yeah. Now what you'll see is, days. if you look at it during yeah. the course of the week, the you'll see that out. the liquid has come out of the meat mm. and then it forms a, um, a kind of a pool, mm. a very salty liquid. Um, so that is, that is basically where your salt goes. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, once you've rinsed it and you... I tend to slice it into two pieces and then make a slice of the inner surface. Mm. So then you know where the salt has got to in the yeah. middle of the meat. Uh, cook that, see what it tastes like if it's if it's right for you. If it's not, then rub a bit of salt on it, stick it back in the fridge. Two, get rid of your liquid. Or... Yeah, yeah, get rid of your liquid mm. that's in the bowl. Rub a bit more salt on it, then leave it for another couple of days. Mm. Um, so that's one way of doing it. What about the way where... We started out where you just slight make right. slices. Well, this is even easier. It is, isn't it? This because is one we've done this, at Denman. Yeah. This is Denman College, by the way, listeners, is the Women's Institute uh, Cookery School and, and College. It's, it has, does art. All sorts. They do art and they do history, dancing and they do music. They do all, all, old ladies sing uh, ABBA. We've done quite a lot of, co- of our food preparation yeah, courses yeah, there. And, uh, we stopped last year because it was just getting a little bit too much for yeah. us both. Now, this method actually had the ladies at Denman saying... You can't be done. You can't be done. Can't, a, it can't be done. And B, when they when they ate it the day after, because mm-hmm. this is a 24-hour bacon, mm-hmm. they said, that is bacon as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And you can't get any better than that, really. And this is dead simple. Um, you can go to the supermarket and get yourself a piece of pork loin. You need to know what the weight of it is, because that's an important part. And then, um, if you don't want to do that, you can go to the butchers. We'll come back to them in a minute. But what you need to do is, first of all, slice your pork into rashers. Yeah, as now, thick and as, as you want. As thick or as thin as you like. It's up to you. Now, if you can't slice it, you can go to a butcher's and buy a piece of pork and, and say, will you, will you slice that for me as though it's bacon? And they'll say, why are you doing with that? And you'll say, I'm making bacon. And he'll say, well, why don't you bloody well buy my bacon Well, that's then? what our butcher said. <laughs> but you don't have to tell them. You just say... <laughs> no, no, just, just say, I want it slicing. Can yeah. you slice it on your machine for me? Now, so you've, now let's pretend you've got a kilo of bacon. All these recipes will be on the uh, the sheets, don't worry. The show notes, not the sheets. I'm not giving out sheets this week. That's WI for you. <laughs> but um, then if you lay all those, those rashers out on a tray, and you might need two trays, if you've got a kilo of bacon, you need 1% cure. That is literally um, 1%, not 5%, Okay. And what you need to, therefore, a kilo, 1% is 10 grams of uh, salt. And you can use any kind of salt for this. And I've tended to use a little bit more sugar on this particular cure. So I've got (coughs) 10 grams of salt per kilo 
and 15 grams of sugar per kilo. Mm. And you put it in a little ramekin and you shake it together so it's all nicely mixed. And again, you can add any flavours you like. Mustard, cloves. As we've said um, before. Pepper, peppercorns. Yeah, almost well, just, If you try anything. it for the first time Curry again, powder. Try it. Just sugar <laughs> yeah. and salt. Sugar and salt is the, the best, so really. F- uh, it's five grams of salt. No, 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 no. It's ten grams of ten salt. Ten grams of salt, you see. Fifteen grams Sorry. of sugar. Yeah, ten. And then what you do is you sprinkle that an equal amount on every rasher, all over the rashers, so that every area of that rasher, just on one side, is coated. Now, if you run out of cure, make yourself a little bit more. doesn't matter. It's not going to make that much difference. If you have 1.5% salt bacon, more well, It depends enough. how thin or thick your bacon yeah, yeah, like how many rashers you how have. How many rashers you've got. <clears throat> so... When you've done that, you sprinkle your salt and your sugar over your bacon, pile it up, so you're making a big pile now of bacon. But you can make a couple of piles. You don't have to if make yeah, one yeah, big yeah, pile. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can make a couple of piles. Yeah. I tend to, to get away with one pile, basically. Mm. And so, the, the the rasher that's on the bottom, do you have to do both sides of that one? The rasher that's on the bottom, yeah, you can do. Yeah. Um, but I've, I, sometimes, sometimes I, I don't bother. No, because what happens next mm. is part of that. So you've got all your rashes piled up and then you wrap it firmly in cling, cling film, mm-hmm. put it in a bowl, stick it in the fridge, leave it for 24 hours. Mm. The liquid will come out of the bacon rashes and then you will have ready-made bacon that's taken 24 hours to do. And believe me, it really, really works. It's delicious. It really is delicious. You're not going to kill yourself. Um, now... The way that we eat bacon, when I say you're not going to kill yourself, what I mean to say is it's perfectly safe. You're going to be eating this bacon within a week. You could keep pork in your fridge for a week yeah. and it wouldn't be a problem. So this isn't this isn't a difficult bacon to make. It's not as though you're going to be keeping it for six months. Mm. But it's easy. It's not difficult. And the biggest amount of pride you can get in the kitchen... I think, is when you've made your own stuff. Yeah. And people don't believe you when you tell them that you can do it literally overnight. Yeah, they think you're a nutter. I mean, we've actually made it in the afternoon and eaten it the following morning, so it hasn't been quite 24 hours. Yeah, and and I I don't think it was quite ready that. But if if you can leave it for 24 hours, then it's the best best Mm. flavour. Now, I suppose you could say it's not bacon. It's just pork with salt on it. Well, it looks and tastes like bacon. But it looks like bacon. It tastes like mm-hmm. bacon. Um, it cooks like bacon. And in fact, it cooks better than any of the bacon you get in the supermarket. Uh, and I must say that I love your home-cured, uh, dry-cured bacon that you make and your wet-cured bacon. Yeah. But my favourite will always be that because... It, it has that sweetness as well, you see. There's a little bit of extra sugar you in there. You can feel, yeah. and I, I'm yeah. sorry, I do like sweet things. But <laughs> that sweetness of when it's... Your little sweetie. <laughs> when it's fried, and you can fry that with no worries about all the moisture coming out. Yeah, it, it just stays And it doesn't there. shrink. It sits there and says, go on, turn it it's, up, turn it the gas gorgeous. up. It's <laughs> gorgeous. And it really... Ah, but the thing is, is with uh, bacon, and I think it goes for any bacon, is to cook it slowly. Yeah. Don't put light. it on a high yeah. heat to begin with. Put it on a lowish heat and let it cook slowly. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's a winner. It is. And and why we don't do more of it? And the other thing that I think I I get a little bit upset. There's on the internet on Facebook, there are groups of people who do things like um, feed themselves for as little money as they can because oh, yeah. they can't afford to. Yeah. They have to do this. So you often get people saying, I've been to Aldi and I've bought their cooking bacon and it cost me um, 89 pence for 500 tonnes of cooking bacon. Mm-hmm. And it's not nice bacon particularly. No, no. Um, and also... Um, the bacon that you could buy. Well, we've done that. I mean, we've oh, had yeah, to do yeah, that. You know, you do. But you can do it yourself. You can. It's easy mm. and it's cheaper. Yeah. And it's better for you because this is low salt bacon. Yeah. Yeah. If you want it a bit saltier, put a bit more salt in. Yeah. So that's two ways of curing. That's two ways. There are, there are, there are more the ways. But well. we haven't got all day. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have a go... Have a go at the twenty twenty-four hour one first. Yeah. I think. I just buy a small piece. You only need a pork. tray or a bowl yeah. to store it in to cure yeah, it. Yeah, just buy a, a small piece. Of, yeah. If you get five hundred grams yeah. of of pork loin mm. from the supermarket, it's not going to be that expensive. No, it might be a couple of quid. Yeah, and that would be five yeah. grams, wouldn't it? Of yeah, salt if you've to got five hundred, yeah. So it's it's one gram <laughs> per hundred grams. In yeah. other words, one percent. And then about what? Eight grams of sugar. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, a bit more than 15 grams, but... Yeah. <laughs> 16 grams then, 16, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> well, if you've made your own, why not? Or not, or even if you've not made your yeah, own. Yeah, you can make lentil and bacon soup. Yeah. And I always find lentil and bacon soup goes down a treat, whether it's summer, winter, autumn, spring, any time of the year. But it's just one of those, I think it's probably bar, a bar potato and leek. Is my favourite soup. Lentils always go down the street. <laughs> They're gorgeous. <laughs> I love them. And all you need to do is you you need to fry an onion with a couple of rashers of your bacon and a clove of garlic chopped up, and but do it into a lidded saucepan. So I tend to put a mixture of about ten grams of butter and a tablespoon of oil. Okay, butter for flavour or yeah. for cooking. And then cook it till your your rashers are cooked and your onions just soft. And then add two peeled and chopped carrots. Make sure your carrots are chopped quite finely. Add that and two tablespoons of tomato puree. Work quite quickly with the carrots and the and the t- tomato puree so that the flavour of the tomato puree is going in your uh, ingredients that are in your pan. And then um, add 500 mils of passata. You know, the cartons of passata. Yep. Some people say, well, fruit tomato juice is just as good and cheaper. Well, it's it is if you want to use that. That's what I've heard, apparently. I don't know. I never buy it. I always buy passata. But passata's quite reasonably priced. You can buy expensive and you can buy cheaper stuff. Have you given up on Bloody Marys? (laughs) I've never liked Bloody Marys. (laughs) She was a bit annoying, wasn't she? (laughs) And then 600 mils of chicken stock, water, veg stock, whatever you've got. And then you pour that over and then stir it well and bring it to the boil. And as it starts to boil... Stir in 150 grams of red lentils and some salt and pepper to taste. Now, I like black pepper in this. I love white pepper very much. But I think the black pepper with the lentils and the tomatoes really adds something to it. So you've added 150 grams of red lentils, a little bit more if you wish, and a bit more water if you want, up to about uh, 800 mils of, of stock. Liquid, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
um, because lentils do take up a lot I, of and of also moisture. tomatoes need salt, don't they? Yeah, they, they do. They do yeah. need salt. And if you wish, um, no, 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 not if you wish. I was going to say that I like a very thick soup. Right. So that's why I put six hundred mils in. But if you right. like it a bit more, Thinner. yeah, soupy, then add add another eight hundred mils. Is that a soupine? <laughs> yeah. And then um, just as it's simmering, let it simmer for about forty minutes. Doesn't matter if it's a bit more. Watch it and put a lid on it yeah. to, while it simmers. Keep watching it because your lentils might start to stick. And then five minutes before cook, end of cooking time, put in two tablespoons of fresh parsley. If you haven't got fresh, you've got dried, yeah. put a couple of teaspoons in while yeah. it's cooking. But the the reason that I like it near the end of the cooking time, fresh parsley, is it stays green. Yeah. And it's just nice to see the greenery in, in the it. Red. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it goes so well. If you like a bit of oregano in it as well, because tomatoes and oregano, you know, put a little bit of that in or a bit of thyme if you wish. But parsley is the one for me. And the other ones... I like making me, me bacon into a bacon pasta, which oh, is yeah, yeah. one that uh, I think we've had since the children yeah. were very little. And again, it was a, a, a good sort of cheap, cheapish meal really for us because it makes a little bit of bacon go a long way. You only need four of your rashes of bacon chopped up finely for this. And I fry that with a little bit of oil and two to three chopped garlic cloves. And let that fry slowly, not too too quickly. And then have a pint of milk ready, whisked in a tab- good tablespoon of cornflour, now a rounded tablespoon, not a level tablespoon, because you want this nice and thick. A bit of uh, salt and black pepper as well. You can add a bit of tea- uh, English mustard if you wish. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't bother. But it does add a little bit of savouriness to it. And then when the bacon's ready and it's soft... Pour over your milk mixture and then bring that slowly to the boil, stirring as necessary. And then you need to stir in 250 grams of grated cheddar cheese, or basically whatever cheese you've got, and, but not blue cheese. Blue cheese would be too salty for this. Also has a kind of a bitter flavour It does, as well, yeah, it? yeah. Uh, but stick to, <clears throat> I stick to cheddar, What you know, Red Leicester, that's another good one. A melty uh, double Gloucester, of cheese, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, sprinkle it in and then just stir that and then just leave it till you've cut your pasta and then pour your sauce over. And that is so quick to do. I love bacon pasta. It's one of my favourite dinners. And you can vary that. You can make your, cut your pasta, pour your sauce bacon mixture it, yeah. all over, sprinkle a bit more cheese on the top and bung it in the oven and that's a different dish altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And if you add a, some breadcrumbs to your cheese that you sprinkle on the top, you'll get a nice crispy coating. Yeah. And when you put it in the oven, put it up quite high, about 200, gas mark 6, 400. Oh, yeah, it's 400. <laughs> I have to think when I get there in the end. Uh, for about 25 minutes at the most. You'll Once your top's bubbled and browned, You'll get away with with about twenty minutes. So, pe- bacon pasta and uh, lentil and bacon soup. Not so much salt in that because it's the bacon. Well, you, I don't put any salt it? in yeah. that. Your bacon salty, your cheese is salty. Well, yeah, but the, yeah. the lentil and bacon soup might have needed a little bit of salt. Oh yeah, but yeah. I did say put a bit in. You did, yeah, you did. Into your, I put it into the milk mixture. I'm not a causing pinch. you a liar. <laughs> no, no, I do say put a pinch in, just but yeah. don't put too much in because yeah. cheese and bacon. You don't even, as I say, you don't have yeah. to if you don't wish. And the other one to make is a, another easy 
reasonably priced. Again, cheese and it's another theme on cheese and bacon. Is uh, bacon? You just reminded me cheese. of something. It's okay. <laughs> you had a funny look at I, I did. I just gone into a reverie. I'll come back to that <laughs> in a minute. It's cheesy bacon bake, really. Yeah. This one, but it has. Uh, you'll need a leek for this one as well. Yeah. So chop an onion and a leek finely. Yeah. And start frying them and chop. Uh, don't chop your bacon because you're putting this on the top this time. So you've got that cooking slowly in the pan. Then you need to boil four medium-sized potatoes that have been peeled and cut into three-centimetre chunks. Uh-huh. Bring them to the boil until they're just soft. Then drain them and pop them into a, a roasting tin or a, an oven-proof dish, quite a biggish one, that's well buttered because yeah. that adds to the flavour. And uh, put over your onion and your leek mixture. Stir the potato and your leek and onion mixture together. And then sprinkle over to about 200 to 250 grams of grated cheddar or cheese of your cat, your, you know, your favourite cheese. Requirement, yes. Yeah, and then put about six to eight rashers of your bacon on the top. And then you need to bake that in the oven at 190 degrees. Gas mark five. 375 Fahrenheit <laughs> for about, well, till your bacon's cooked, so it's yeah. about, about 30 minutes, yeah. 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, and you'll find that your cheese has gone all nice and bubbly and crispy around the edge. And it goes deliciously with a green veg of any kind. Of any kind, cabbage. Don't go well very well with carrots. No. But it goes with cabbage, it goes with sprouts, it goes with... Broccoli. Broccoli, yeah. yeah. It's delicious. Peas, beans. Now, you sent me into a referee. I did, didn't I? Why? Because you mentioned that word. And when I was a little boy, you can't get it the same now. Oh, cheese and bacon. You used to be able to buy a thing. It was a kind of a cheddar called cooking cheese. Yeah, it was a cheddar. Yeah. It's, do you know what all it was? It was very strong. It was cheddar. It was cheap cheddar. Yeah, but it, it was very strong. Yeah, yeah, very strong. My mum loved that on, the, on cheese on toast. Uh, well... I used to be sent to Charlie Berry's shop. If anybody lives in Clayton, in Manchester, then you'll know. I mean, perhaps you won't, I don't know, but Charlie Berry had a shop. <laughs> <laughs> sounds yeah, like the beginning cheese, to a, obviously. <laughs> sounds like the beginning of a novel, doesn't it? Yeah, you see, we used to get ours off Newton Eat Market. Market, yeah. So Charlie Berry had a shop, and I was sent at least once or twice a week to buy cooking bacon. And the best thing in the world ever. You can't beat it. Any of the recipes that we ever write about or or talk about and nothing compared to this. In your view. No, no, no. In reality <laughs> is this very, very simple recipe. What you need is a aluminium or tin, what we used to call a tin plate, an enameled tin plate as big as you can Not possibly... Not aluminium. No, no. No, but you, it's, mean, it's, you mean enamel. Yeah. <laughs> and... Well, basically a grill-proof tray... No, 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 a tin plate. You must have a stainless steel one. Anyway, you cook your bacon in the frying pan and you put it on your plate. And then you cover that in cheese um, as much as you like. And then you pour on top of that probably half a cup, perhaps a bit less than half a cup, of milk. Yeah, as much as you really... As you want. Not yeah. too much, because it makes the cheese soft, doesn't it? Oh, you put it under the grill, and the cheese melts, and all the flavours go into the milk. Then you get yourself a, some gorgeous bread, and you and spend... <laughs> yeah, the next ten minutes dunking it in the, in your gorgeous mixture. It is the most wonderful thing 
in the world. And do you know it was one of my uh, coming home for dinner when I was at primary was school lunches, that? Cheese and bacon is yeah. probably the food that turns worker bees into queen bees. Bees don't eat bacon. <laughs> but we do, and that's yeah. enough for me. Thank you for listening. You will find this recipe in the programme notes and very shortly on www.kitchennewbie.com.